Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Reed misses both free throws. Warriors get the board. Poole splits traffic down the lane to the rim, and he dumped it. Jordan Poole has made it a two-point game, but Doc Rivers looks down the floor as he walks onto it, calling a timeout. Yeah, 8.27 to go at that point, and the Warriors were within two after they trailed by 11. Jordan Poole with two of his... 19 in the fourth quarter en route to a 33-point performance on the night. He played all 12 minutes of the fourth quarter, and the Warriors rally from down 11 in the fourth, outscore the Sixers 41-24, and come back to win it with a 10-2 run in the final two minutes with the game tied. 120-112 to is the final as we welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. It's John Dickinson at Chase Center, and the Warriors have won on the Chase Center hardwood for the ninth consecutive time. And they are now three games over 500 once again. It's their third straight win this week. A couple on the road, and they were able to not have the momentum stalled in the first game back against a team that had been playing as well as any in the NBA coming in. Nine of the last ten in the win column, and the Sixers come in tonight with the best road record in the NBA, but the Warriors able to overcome a monster effort from Joel Embiid as he goes for 46 Seemingly getting to the free throw line any time he wanted, but the Warriors able to get just enough stops in the fourth quarter. Kevon Looney battling, overmatched for a good chunk of the night, but in his 30 minutes, battling Embiid the best he could. And again, a couple of misses down the stretch with Jordan Poole going into takeover mode and Steph Curry, who also, by the way, played the final 12 minutes of this one entire fourth quarter. Steve Kerr going for it in this game, and the Warriors able to prevail in this one by eight. So let's react to it. 888-957-9570. Got to think Warrior fans are pretty fired up here on a Friday night as the Warriors now get to 39-36 and with seven games to go on the season. Three of those away from Chase, four at Chase, but another night like so many this season in this building where the Warriors are able to battle and scratch and claw and come back and at times it wasn't pretty and for a good chunk of this game it was essentially 
when Embiid was on the floor, the Warriors were getting dominated, and when Embiid was not on the floor, the Warriors had been able to handle their business and, and make up ground and get back in the game to a point where they would have the lead. But you look at it, go into that fourth quarter, and even when Embiid came back into the game with about eight and a half minutes to go as the Warriors made their run, he put up a quick seven in a row after that timeout that Doc Rivers called that we played the highlight there coming in. Uh, but the Warriors able to get some stops against Embiid from there and are able to do just enough to win this game by that eight-point count. And, yeah, looking at Embiid, plus 22 for Embiid going into the fourth quarter. So the, the Sixers, a 22-point advantage when he was in the game in that in that quarter. And you go all the way back to the end of the night, and so the Warriors end up making up that ground. Uh, to the tune of, of nine points made up with, with Embiid on the floor in that quarter, and the Warriors wind up winning the game uh, by eight. So it proved to be the difference in this one. Jordan Poole talking about hearing the slander in his postgame press conference, which we will play for you between now here and uh, 11 o'clock. Maybe we keep this thing rolling a little bit deeper into the 11 o'clock hour than normal with the longer game. And uh, people fired up here with the Warriors continuing to try and separate themselves from the glut of teams that are fighting for the play-in tournament. And as we've discussed at a couple of different points over this last week with the win in Houston and the win at Dallas, the Warriors now finding themselves where the five seed is not off the table, and hell, even the four seed is not off the table. Phoenix has been the four seed for the better part of the last month, but they got beat again tonight in Sacramento, so they've dropped three in a row. They did get the news that Kevin Durant's going to be coming back here in the next four or five days in all likelihood, uh, but the Suns now just three games over 500 themselves as they are 38 and 30. Five. They have two extra games still to play. They've got nine games to go. The Warriors have just the seven games to go. And, of course, the Suns have the tiebreaker. But the Warriors and Suns essentially tied right now. Uh, the virtual tie, although, again, Suns with the tiebreaker, Suns percentage points ahead. So the Warriors still remaining in sixth, but only a half game out of fourth. And if, if you told me that the Warriors would still on March 24th and, and going into play on, on the 26th when the Warriors have their next game, that they'd, they'd still have an opportunity to potentially host a first-round playoff series with home court advantage. I wouldn't have believed it for a, a split second. I, I wouldn't have believed it, but it still is on the table, although a little bit of an uphill climb as far as the tiebreakers go with the Clippers and the Suns. But the Warriors looking like maybe they're finally starting to get a little bit of that momentum that we've all been looking forward to here uh, for the last couple of months. When would it come? When would the the switch get flipped? I I don't think it's been so much that the switch has gotten flipped, but the Warriors have just continued to to work and fight and grind and, and understand with these final 10 games and and now all the way down to seven that they're going to have to expend playoff levels of energy to win these games against anybody, whether it's Philadelphia tonight, one of the top five teams in the NBA, or whether it's a Dallas team that's struggled mightily since the trade deadline in in Dallas the other night, or even a team that that is you know one of the worst in the, in the NBA with the Houston Rockets, the effort level and the the intensity level and the the fight 
uh, the, the not given up component to it has to be there, and it has been there uh, tonight in particular, as it has been so many different times this year on the home floor. This, it, it, so many times there's been the big third quarter or the big fourth quarter for the Warriors in games that have looked like, oh, this is going to be a little bit dicey. And, and honestly, you could have understood with the Warriors maybe having a little bit of a letdown, finally getting the two games on the road. And then coming back home off the long trip and Embiid, his MVP self, going off for 46 and and just at times looking like he was having his way against the the Warriors defenders and and getting to the free throw line. I mean, he went to the line 22 times, almost as many times as the Warriors did themselves. In fact, he outmade the Warriors from the free throw line, 19 makes in 22 attempts. The Warriors got to the line 24 times and made 18 as he ended up with the the 46 points. What can you say about Jordan Poole uh, driving to the basket, hitting shots? There were points in this game where he kept the Warriors in it and and where it looked like, uh uh-oh, could this thing get to double digits as it did briefly top of the fourth quarter? But even in the third quarter a little bit, Poole was keeping the Warriors in this game. And you know tonight and these last couple of nights, I think, also show how it can be different players among those that aren't locked into closing spots in the Warriors rotation, how it, it can be somebody different. You know, tonight, it can be Jordan Poole who winds up finishing when Dante DiVincenzo got that nod, and rightfully so, in Dallas. Because tonight, Jordan Poole played at a level where the Warriors had to have him out there for his offensive prowess and his attacking in the paint. And, and it was you know, playoff-like Jordan Poole, frankly, uh, tonight for the Warriors. And, and they needed it. And the turnovers have not been coming along with it. Only one turnover tonight for Poole. Uh, he had no turnovers in the game in Dallas. And so you're getting the the shot making, you're getting the playmaking, you're getting the scoring and and attacking the rim as Jordan Poole was able to do tonight. You're getting him able to get to the free throw line as he did tonight, but you're getting it without the negative plays that have been game wreckers for the Warriors over extended stretches this season. And so tonight, another night where Steve Kerr gets it right. Jordan Poole finishes over DiVincenzo, even though DiVincenzo was the starter. And, of course, Kevon Looney gets the finish against Joel Embiid and and did the best possible job he could, even though Embiid got the better of him throughout the course of the majority of the night. There were a couple of different looks thrown at Embiid, doubles and and half half doubles and and just you know a bunch of different things that they were trying to do and you give Looney a lot of credit for for battling through even though he was a lot of the time overmatched tonight and they they forced a couple of misses and kept him off the free throw line a little bit here in those last 6 minutes or so which allowed the warriors to to get on the the two big runs that they needed uh the one from down 11 there in the fourth quarter at the beginning, and then the big 10-2 run to close it out with a couple of misses mixed in there, and the Warriors able to prevail in this one. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. We'll go ahead and pause here. We'll come back. We'll get you your secret sauce of the game. We'll get you your hardest-working player of the game. Uh, we got your phone calls. we got your text messages. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from Draymond Green. We'll hear from Jordan Poole. It's all coming up. It's Warriors wrap-up from Chase Center. Warriors beat the Sixers 120-112, to and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thompson met by Max. He runs him through a screen, gets daylight, three ball up, and good! Clay Thompson ties the game at 104. And that has put Chase Center ablaze. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. Yeah, 104-104 at that point with five minutes to go. It was all tied at 110 with about three minutes to go. A couple of exchanging uh, exchange defensive stops tied at 110 with 233 to go and then 10-2 Warriors from that point on nice night for Clay Thompson second straight game for Clay Thompson where he didn't overshoot it it felt like it ain't no 17 shots tonight he was making the three ball but it didn't really feel like he was hunting shots on a night where maybe those shot, you know he wasn't feeling it as as he typically does on other nights, although six three-pointers and the six of 13 you'll definitely take. And, and tonight was a night where the Warriors did make 18 threes at a 36% clip. A little three-happy, I thought, at, at different times tonight, but they wind up with a 30-point advantage from the three-point line as the Sixers only hit eight. Uh, now, when you're getting in the paint and you're getting to the free-throw line as they were, you could still live well, and Philadelphia did live well, but the Warriors ultimately prevail tonight. 120 to 112. It's John Dickinson back here on Warriors wrap up on 95.7. The game, 888-957-9570. Let's get out to JP in Union City, getting us rolling here on the phone lines tonight on 95.7. The game. What's going on, JP? JD, what's going on, man? Hey, I was at the game today, and I, I just want to give a huge, 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 huge shout-out to J.P., Money Time, Jordan Poole, because we talked about J- uh, we talked about Jonathan Kaminga playing within the offense. And that's why he was so successful these last couple of games, other than today. Jordan Poole did exactly that. He played within the offense. He was decisive. There was only one particular play where he did do that one-handed pass to, uh, to Michael Green, but, I mean, hey, it was worth it. But I, I, I was looking at the small details, and every time Jordan Poole decided to make a pass, it was with two hands. Uh, every time he started to over-dribble a lot, he 
pass the ball. And I think, he, for whatever reason, he was tapped in today's game, and he was a lot more focused today. And because he played within the offense, that's why he was so much better compared to the last few days. Yeah, thanks for the call. It's, it's really it's really two good games in a row, and you could make the case three games in a row with, where the turnovers have been not quite as problematic as, as they've been before. He had a couple of bad heat checks tonight. I mean, it was, again, you score 33, you're plus 13, you're 6 of 11 from 3. It, it doesn't matter, but there were, there were a couple. In fact, he hit one of them. Uh, a deep one uh, after he had just taken one, and you're thinking, damn, okay, like it's it's going to be that kind of night. But no, when he's attacking and getting to the free throw line, it's to me, it's there, there's two things as far as the offense goes with, with Jordan Poole. It's is he efficient, and tonight he was uh, with you know, the 33 points and getting to the free throw line. He shot above 50%. He was above 50 from three point range. So, so all of that is he efficient, and then where are the turnovers? And so there were. One turnover tonight, zero the other night against Dallas. So the turnovers, check, that's good. 33, obviously that's awesome. Warriors needed it, kind of kept them in the game at times in the third, and then him and Curry put the game away for the Warriors in the fourth quarter when they needed it after they got down 11 with both of them playing the entire frame. But it's it's the the point total, sure, but it's how does he get it, and I think you're onto something with the decisiveness as far as the drives and making the right play and, and making the right play quickly. And you know, I don't know whether it is the home stretch or enough is enough with with this team playing poorly or whatever it is. Something starting to click here in these final couple of games, but uh, it, it's a welcome sight because tonight was. Tonight was a playoff Jordan Poole from from 2022 type performance that that gives the Warriors the balance that they need because when he's on his game and attacking the basket he does give the Warriors offensively another dimension that that really makes them much more difficult to guard and, and much more difficult to close out in games specifically and so yeah Jordan Poole. 12th 30-point game of the season for Poole. The Warriors are 9-3 and three in those games. Uh, 33 tonight off the bench. Third time in Poole's career that he scored 30 off the bench. Uh, the third, uh, second time this season that he scored at least 30 off the bench. He also uh, did it uh, back in January against Miami uh, as well. And so, yeah, Jordan Poole uh, able to do that. Uh, coming off the bench uh, in in this one this season, and he did it a year ago, uh, a year ago against Miami, and then earlier this season, December the second against Chicago. So the three times for Jordan Poole's career: eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. John Dickinson here on Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven. The game. We'll get to Steve Kerr in just a moment. Let's get though first to the secret sauce of the game. Why did the Warriors win or lose? What was the deciding factor? And, and tonight, the deciding factor: the fourth quarter for the Warriors, forty one twenty four. Dubs outscore the Sixers in that fourth and final period as they outscore Philadelphia by 17 in the fourth to win by eight. So Golden State down nine going to the fourth, ended up down 11 early in the fourth, but able to to come back and withstand the 46-point performance from Joel Embiid. And uh, we've been talking about it, but the, the big night from Jordan Poole attacking the basket, 
uh, and you know, getting to the free throw line, knocking down the three point shot. Steph Curry and and Jordan Poole, really the one two punch for the Warriors down the stretch in this one as they were able to rally and and get that victory. So Poole plus Curry. In the 41-24 fourth quarter, that's going to be the, the secret sauce brought to you by Proposition Chicken. Fried, flipped, fake. This chicken goes three ways, now available in eight Bay Area locations, with the newest one being in Novato, the secret sauce of the game. All right, 888-957-9570, Xfinity Mobile text line. couple of text messages to get to here. Uh, on Warriors wrap-up here, 415, J.D., we're lucky that Looney has stayed healthy. If he were ever to miss a game, the Warriors would give up 150 points. Yeah, tonight, Embiid might have had 70 tonight if, if, if Looney had not been able to go. He was putting it on Looney from time to time, but uh, Looney did battle him. And again, we talked about the different looks the Warriors tried to give him from different positions on the floor to... You know, for the most part, it wasn't doing much, but he missed a couple maybe that he typically makes, and, and the Warriors maybe threw him off his game a little bit in that uh, fourth quarter, uh, just enough to where the tide was turned there. Uh, 5-1-0, J.D., the fourth quarter performance from Jordan Poole might be the flipping of the switch moment. Uh, 5-1-0 also saying uh, this is a very satisfying victory if uh, Wiggins and Gary Payton II were available, it wouldn't have been close. Uh, the third quarter problematic, but Poole in the fourth played clean basketball. He has really turned around these last few games. And look, Jordan Poole, for, for all of the, his words, slander that's come his way, he mentioned that in the postgame press conference, which we'll have for you. He has helped, and I've I've pointed this out probably more than anybody has because he does tend to be the guy who takes the brunt when the Warriors lose, it's it's always Poole, it's Anthony Lamb, it's Steve Kerr. You know, th- those are the guys. It's the lack of a big man. Like it's the same. It's the same violins you hear every night when the Warriors lose, typically. Uh, but Poole has been somebody that has helped this team win a lot of games this season, even for his faults and, and even for his flaws and some of the uneven play from time to time in the starting lineup and back to the bench and back in the starting lineup. Now, his poor play has played a role in why this team has been unable at times to separate from the 500 mark, but he also has been somebody that, especially in the, the two lengthy stretches where the Warriors were forced to play without Steph Curry, and were able to to play above 500 in both of those stretches combined. Uh, a lot of that is Jordan Poole's ability to fill it up and at least be a, a stopgap type of a score, which can allow other aspects of your basketball team to to function. He's had a little more difficult time getting it rolling when this team's been closer to full strength. And so to see him be able to do that tonight and be able to finish the game as effectively as he did with Curry on the floor and with Clay on the floor in winning time, I think that's a promising sign for the Warriors as it relates to the playoffs because the, those three together have not been a winning combination for the Warriors this season. Those three on the floor at the same time have not been a winning combination more often than not for the Warriors this season. They need it to be an option in some playoff games if this team is going to make a run and in some games down the stretch if they're going to even get to a point where these playoff games matter for them. So uh, you know, having those different options, especially if, if Wiggins is going to remain out, 
and I mentioned it earlier, the, the fact that, you know, the other night it was Kaminga and DiVincenzo who finished with Draymond Clay and, and Steph. Well, tonight it was Looney instead of Kaminga, and rough rough night for Kaminga. That's fine. It happens. He was excellent the other night. Uh, but Looney, because you need him against Embiid, he finishes tonight, and Poole, because he was the scoring threat that the Warriors needed, he winds up being somebody that finishes the game over DiVincenzo. Gary Payton II is going to be in that mix. If Wiggins comes back, obviously he's going to be in that mix. But, but having... The ability for Kerr to mix and match and play the hot hand, I think, in a lot of these playoff games is going to be critical. And tonight was Poole's night and Looney's night, uh, whereas a couple of nights ago, you look at it, it was Kaminga and DiVincenzo's night. And Steve Kerr got it right both nights. Those four players that I mentioned, Poole, DiVincenzo, Kaminga, Looney, Peyton can get thrown in there as well. Those are five different options for the Warriors to potentially finish games with down the stretch based on who's having the right night and who's the right play against the right matchup. So 888-957-9570. Back to the phones we go, and that's Robin in the city here on a Friday night on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Robin. Hey, J.D., thank you for always taking my call. Here's what I wanted to say. Uh, I was watching, I have to go back and watch the game tonight. So if I misspeak, just let me know because I was a little distracted and didn't watch it as as intently as I usually do. So the game to me uh, didn't seem like the game yesterday in terms of the execution. To me, it seemed like they were just, you know, intent, I said, oh, here we go, another game with just threes, 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 right? And I really didn't see that offensive continuity. So I kind of disagree a little bit with the caller who said that Poole did great because he played within the context of the offense. I, I kind of see it a little bit differently, maybe a little. Quite frankly, I just want to say this, J.D., to all the uh, J.P. haters, he did that. You don't have nothing to say. He did that. <laughs> he took over, and he did that, period. Talk to you later, J.P. You got it. He he won. He won him a game tonight. There, there's no doubt about it. And I, I, I'm with you. I, I think the Warriors at times were a little three happy. I thought Poole was a little three happy uh, tonight in this one. But again, he was hitting them, so you can be a little three happy. And and uh, but the attacking the basket is what gives the Warriors that dynamic, I think, in the context of the offense. When he's playing with Steph and he's playing with Clay, his ability to get to the hoop is something that that. I think separates him uh, from from those other two and allows those other two to to play with him and flourish on the offensive end. If they're all just casting off shooting threes and they're out there together and they're not hitting, then it gets real problematic because it leads to some bad possessions going the other way. Jonathan, next here on ninety five seven, the game. What's going on tonight, Jonathan? Hey JD. Hey JD. Uh... I'm again amazed at uh, this team. That fourth quarter was very nerve-wracking, and yet somehow they found a way uh, with the crowd and the defense finally picking up. And you know, once they started hitting their shots, uh, you know, I'm standing here dumbfounded that I'm going to finish uh, five and one, and the only loss being the Miami Heat game. Uh, considering what this team has been, I wish there was a way I could go on the road with them because that might change things a little bit. But uh, it's it's kind of bittersweet to see the season end 
you know, so well, despite, you know, how they've done on the road. And now I've got to turn to baseball, which is even more uncertain, but, uh, it's still my favorite sport. So, uh, interesting one to, to leave with my final game. They're starting to pick it up, uh, just as I have to sign off and switch to MLB, but I'm hoping maybe this final push, they can just keep it going and, you know, head into the playoffs and make another run. Uh, cause, uh, unfortunately I'm not going to be able to be back inside until October, November again. So, <laughs> uh, well, Jonathan, that's, that's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, Keep keep hope alive, my man. Uh, thanks for the phone call. Keep hope alive. Watching on television, listening on the radio here on on ninety five seven the game, and and you know keeping keeping your mojo where it needs to be to to help the team uh, get on a roll as they have been all year long at home. Well, the Warriors thirtieth home win tonight. Uh, now with just four games to go on the home floor, so the Warriors sixth year with thirty or more home wins. Since 2014-15, uh, second consecutive year where the Warriors are going to win at least 30 here at Chase. Back to the 82-game schedules. Obviously, after a couple pandemic-shortened seasons, the Warriors went 31-10 and at home last year, and the dominance has been there in full display. Now 30-7 and with the four games to go and the quick turn for the Warriors as they uh, have Minnesota in here Sunday, the Pelicans Tuesday, couple of days off the Spurs Friday and then a quick trip to Denver before Oklahoma City wraps it up with five days still to go in the regular season final two games on the road but OKC and the Thunder have played well of late although they've dropped their last two to the Clippers and Lakers to fall back under 500 so you, you look at the teams that are still coming in to chase between now and, and the end of, of the season and three of the four, you've got the seven seed Minnesota coming in, a game and a half behind the Warriors. You got the ninth seed Pelicans coming in, two games currently behind the Warriors, and then the Thunder, who are right now the tenth seed, and they are two and a half games behind the Warriors and, and sitting in tenth. So the Warriors right now sitting in a really strong position with their third straight win. Able to look up at Phoenix and the Clippers above them in the standings, but also uh, they've got some teams that are beneath them in the standings that they have to to keep off their heels uh, a little bit because those three teams are, are coming in for for some head to head matchups, and then of course the Warriors still have to play conference leading Denver on the road, and they still got to go to Sacramento to face the Kings, who won tonight against the Suns. Big second half for for the Kings there, and uh, those two teams haven't played each other since November. And what a year the Kings are having! Now forty four and twenty nine, they are about two games away from uh, make their their magic number is two to clinch for the first time in in seventeen years. And the Kings looks like they're likely to be the three seed. So uh, with the Warriors sitting at six, then yeah, they could still move up, they could still move down, but. At the close of business tonight, it would be the Warriors and the Kings. How about that for all of the years, what, 38 years of the Kings in Sacramento, and you go back to 1985-86, and the Kings and Warriors have never both made the playoffs in the same year. And if they do this year, it would be the first time, and wouldn't that be something if the two NorCal rivals wind up facing each other in the first round, the first time that both make the playoffs in the same season still a lot of basketball to be played well not that much really about two weeks to be played in the 
Warriors will be in sack to take on those Kings two weeks from tonight in the second to last game of the season. All right, eight at eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Let's hear a little bit from Steve Kerr as uh, he addressed the media. Short and sweet night for Coach Kerr as uh, the Warriors got this win over Philadelphia. Jordan Poole told our postgame crew he feels like he's rounding into playoff form. What does that look like for Jordan, and what does it mean for the team at large? Yeah, I mean, he had such a great playoff run last year, had so many big games for us. And uh, tonight, you know, something about it felt like last year, you know, in that playoff run where Jordan is just attacking and knocking down shots. But, um, you know, also getting to the line, just giving us a, an entirely different dimension offensively. And that's when he's at his best. And I thought he he really competed uh, down the stretch um, defensively as well. And he was uh, magnificent tonight. He's limited his turnovers lately, too. I think only, you know, like one in the last 10 quarters. Um, what are you seeing there? Just uh, better decision-making, uh, more mindful play, you know, understanding that uh, the ball is is everything um, for us. We're, you know, we're a high turnover team as it is. Um, we always have been with uh, with our starting group. You know, we get a little a little chaotic with, with Draymond and Steph and Clay sometimes. So it's important for the guys coming off the bench to, to make sure they're taking care of it. And, uh, we had five or six turnovers really quickly in the game and then only, uh, 11 total for the game. So we, we did a, a great job of taking care of the ball and, and Jordan had a lot to do with that. It looked like Steph for most of the, uh, fourth quarter wasn't really like aggressive. He was letting, you know, Jordan Poole do his thing. Yeah. Uh, what made you stick with him the entire fourth quarter instead of giving him that couple minutes in the middle? It just felt like uh, such a big game for us. I mean, every game is big now, but um, we knew he was on track for 38. We we thought, all right, we could take him out for a minute or two in the middle of the fourth, but he didn't look tired. It's one thing if he looks tired and you think, all right, we got to give him a quick breather so he can close. He looked fine. He told us he felt fine. So, so we stayed with him. Steve, you, you guys got more aggressive with uh, Joel in the fourth quarter there. I know, I think I know the goal, but what was the goal? What do you want to do with him in the fourth quarter? I'd like to say, keep him off the foul line. Um, but he got there 22 times and, um, He's a handful. He's just, he's so uh, strong, um, but also fluid and athletic. And, you know, he gets past his guy and he's just got the power to get right to the front of the rim and go through anybody. So I thought we did a, a pretty good job in the last, you know, four minutes or so of sending people at him, but then, you know, recovering and getting out to shooters. And we were a little frenetic, but we had to be because he was picking us apart. Steve, some of the passes um, Draymond made, little key moments there set up some big baskets. I mean, is that just another example of his court awareness where everybody's going to be and anticipating where his teammates will be? Yeah. Draymond, uh, 10 assists tonight. He he makes so many plays for us and, and, um, you know, he's, uh, one of our best players in transition, pushing the ball. And, you know, when we've got Steph and and Clay and, and Jordan on the perimeter in transition running lanes, it puts a lot of pressure on the defense. And so I thought, uh, you know, Draymond's offense was great, but it's always his defense that, that fuels us and, uh, his defense down the stretch kind of pairing with Loon to try to, you know, Corral, uh, uh, Embiid was, was really crucial. Yeah, it, it was crucial, and, and I, you know, I, I, I might disagree a little bit with Monty Poole there. I don't, I don't think the Warriors really 
did much differently against Embiid. I think he just missed a couple that he was hitting earlier. Maybe they made him work a little bit harder. Uh, but, but yeah, Draymond and, and Looney, and that's really two games in a row for Draymond where you can sense that it's winning time and these are games that he knows the Warriors need and that, that level gets gets ratcheted up just uh, another tick or two there. So a couple of minutes of Steve Kerr from downstairs in the post-game interview room. A couple of text messages to get to. We had two different people chime in with this. One from the 415, another from the 510, uh, both on Jamichael Green, who absolutely gets a nod for the Warriors in this one. Jamichael Green with 12 big points for the Warriors, and 10 of the 12 were in the first half. And it, it was the 13th time this season he's had 10 or more. Warriors 10-3 and three when Jamichael Green goes for 10 or more. Uh, but they were necessary points that, that again, helped the Warriors kind of hang in when things were, were going against them in that late first quarter, second quarter uh, type type stretch there. And so this is the second game this week where Jermichael Green has made a positive impact. And it's almost you know, just when you kind of forget about him, he gets out there and knocks down a couple of threes. He gets an offensive rebound put back. And Jamichael Green, you know, making that impact a, a little bit with Embiid off the floor there at the beginning of the second quarter. The Warriors had a quick five nothing run, and there was a, a bench advantage uh, where the, the gap was closed a little bit. But the Warriors got off to an eighteen to five bench advantage in terms of of scoring, and the Warriors dominated uh, the 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 bench scoring tonight, fifty four to fourteen. Uh, for for the Warriors, and so yeah, you, you look at that, and when Jordan Poole goes for for thirty three, that is a huge part of it. But it ends up being you know Poole, obviously the the, the big difference there. But yeah, fifty four fourteen. But it was a lot of Jordan Poole late with the nineteen in the fourth quarter. But it was a lot of Jamichael Green early leading the way as far as as that bench group went to help the Warriors survive that first stretch uh, where they got down at the end of the first quarter and, and, and come back in that game. Because w- what kept the Warriors in it was the time where Embiid was not on the floor, uh, the Warriors' ability to, to fight back and get back in the game and, and dominate that time, uh, essentially, which allowed the game to still be close even when Embiid uh, came in to the game. So 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and get to our hardest working player of the game, which is brought to you by AC Transit. Curry in transition. Puts on the brakes and the logo. Melton right there in front of him. Fakes comes right on Melton. Drives. Goes middle. Throws to Draymond. The pool. Let's it fly. Three ball from the left corner. Warriors lead by five with a minute 18 to go. 115-110 and yet another Doc Rivers timeout. Yeah, Doc Rivers wasn't leaving any of those timeouts uh, out on the floor tonight. He took them all, and that was the final one. And that was uh, really one of the big dagger shots for the Warriors in this one, 115-110 to at that point. And that's part of that 10-2 closing run for the Warriors after the game had been tied at 110. And Jordan Poole, three of his 33 on the night, Jordan Poole, 
Uh, a lot of praise to go around for him. He is the hardest working player of the game for this one, which is brought to you by AC Transit. AC Transit looking for hard workers and offering a $2,000 bonus for new bus operators and journey level mechanics to join their team. For complete details and to apply, visit actransit.org slash careers. That's actransit.org slash careers. Jordan Poole, the hardest worker for tonight. All right, uh, before we hear a little bit from Jordan Poole from downstairs in the interview room, let's go ahead and welcome everyone to the 11 o'clock hour here. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ-FM in HD1 San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. All right, star of this one, Jordan Poole. He addressed a number of different things. Is he is he doing anything a little bit differently that's leading to fewer turnovers? And uh, he was even asked about hearing some of the noise as far as the critics have gone with respect to his play this season. Uh, here is JP following another Warrior win. Jordan, I was hoping to follow up on something you told our post-game crew about when you dial up your aggressiveness to kind of look at who's on the court around you, what this game needs. Um, have you felt like this has been your best year for those kind of those kind of reads and, and those moments where you either need to be a facilitator or you need to be a scorer? Yeah, this year's a bit different. We had a little bit different of a team last year. We had a couple older guys, different dynamic. Um, in terms of defense, it's a bit different when you got like certain guys out there like Loon or Draymond or Wiggs or like Gary. Uh, they just have such a defensive presence. You can uh, kind of freestyle a little bit more and play off a of rhythm. Comes with chemistry, comes with time. As for offense, I mean, how to just be aggressive, attack, get to the paint and try to get these guys open looks, um, try to get them easy shots and then just kind of play off of that. Jordan, uh, Draymond was asked about, you know, the, the crowded playoff race and he said he's not really looking at other teams as much as you guys just need to win the games you're supposed to win. Does it feel like you're supposed to win sort of every home game? I mean, given your struggles on the road and your success at home, how important is it to get a win like this at home? Uh, it's extremely important. You want to take care of home court uh, as best as you can. I mean, just kind of with the dynamic and the situation this year with our home and our road uh, wins and losses, I mean, I don't think we can afford to give up too many home losses. So, uh, try to win those as best we can and then just try to get as many as we can on the road. Jordan, how would you describe a fourth quarter takeover like tonight? Opportunity. You played the whole 12, 19 points. Was there a mentality change there or just? Uh, just being able to get a stretch like that, catch my rhythm, be aggressive, look for my shots, as opposed to coming in, trying to figure out what the rhythm of the game is, um, who has it going, who can we find, uh, the type of shots we need to take. Um, but I was out there the whole 12, and Duff was just telling me to be aggressive, uh, just keep going. And whenever I kind of get time to catch my rhythm and line up my shots, it makes the playmaking uh, a bit easier, too, because the defense is also worried about me scoring as well as making the right plays. Kind of asked about that. I mean, your assisted turnover has been really good the last three games. Is I mean, do you catch a rhythm as a passer, too, as a playmaker? Yes. What uh, has anything, I don't know, changed? No. What? I knew he was going to ask that. No. I'm doing the same thing, same thing I normally do. Draymond was talking about for him, you know, as playoffs approach and into the playoffs, he always turns it up to the next level. In your post-game interview, you talked about how you feel that this has been, you know, playoff Jordan. What does that look like for you? Is there a switch that you turn up as you enter this phase of the season stretch? A different type of basketball. 
in the playoffs. I was able to experience that last year. And I think everybody needs to hit the switch just because it's a different level. You kind of got to amp it up, elevate it a little bit. And I think our, our guys are, well, at least for the older guys, they kind of already know that they've been here so many times and they've experienced it so many times. Does that amp you up more defensively when, when, when the stakes are higher? I feel like as a competitor, yeah. You just want to, everything is just so important. Offensively, defensively, every possession is so important. Play call, decision-making, everything. And when you like living up to those moments and playing in the big moments, you rise to the occasion. And I was able to get that experience last year. And um, you just feel the energy. You get the crowd into it. You get your guys into it. And when we're locked in how we were uh, in that fourth quarter, uh, we're a really special team and hard to stop. The word slander came up post-game. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to talk about? No, y'all know what it is. Y'all know it's good. Good win, big win. Got it done on both ends of the floor. Got another game in a couple of days. All right, Jordan Poole there. And, yeah, Warriors with another one in a couple of days. Minnesota here at Chase Center. And then the Pelicans followed by the Spurs and the Warriors with an opportunity here now to to keep it rolling on the home floor, the, the ninth consecutive win. And they separate themselves a little bit now as you look at it at the end of the night. And the Warriors are a half game out of fourth in the Western Conference playoff race. The Clippers and Suns both do have a one-game lead in the loss column, and both the Clippers and the Suns would have the tiebreaker over the Warriors at this point. Uh, the Warriors would, would need uh, the Clippers to lose a, a couple of their remaining divisional games. The Warriors would have to win their remaining divisional game in Sacramento to get the tiebreaker, but you don't need the tiebreaker if you finish a game up. And so the Warriors still within striking distance of both Phoenix and the Clippers there and closer now to fourth are the Warriors than they are to seventh at this point with the now one and a half game lead they have over Minnesota but Minnesota is the next team up for the Warriors as the Timberwolves are coming out to the west coast to take on the Dubs and the Kings as well uh, back to back for them which will get started on Sunday in Chase Center here in San Francisco so that'll do it uh, for tonight uh, great stuff and a big win for the Warriors appreciate uh, all of the text messages and some good phone calls tonight as well as uh, the Warriors uh, they gain ground on a couple of teams beneath them in the Western Conference uh, as far as the, the playoff picture goes there Dallas got beat tonight by Charlotte, Utah got blown out again at home. Oklahoma City took a loss to the Lakers. Don't look now, but the Lakers are eighth in the West and now tied with Minnesota for seventh. So that is a team that uh, I don't think anybody's going to want to face as far as the, the top two or three in the West. I got to think Denver and Memphis are, are thinking, man, don't want to play the Lakers. But I got to think the Kings are thinking they don't want to play the Warriors or Suns or Clippers either uh, if those teams are especially are fully healthy with all of the big-time talent and future Hall of Famers and and champions that are on uh, all of those teams, whether it's Kawhi, KD, or the Warriors uh, with their uh, championship core plus everybody that came along for the ride last season. All right, that'll do it. Uh, Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios. Uh, We'll be back with you tomorrow. 
special start time for Warriors this week. Uh, we'll try to make sure we tweet it out uh, in the 9 and 10 o'clock hours tomorrow, but Warriors this week going to begin at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Join me and Whitey Gleason. We're going to be at Friedman's Appliance in Pleasant Hill for their big red tag sale event for the spring. And so you can stop by and, and say hi to us if you're in the East Bay tomorrow. Uh, we'll be out there from 1 until 4 uh, doing Warriors this week and talking about this win and the seven games plus ahead for the Golden State Warriors. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 1, and I'll be back with you for Warriors Live at 4.30 on Sunday. That's a 5.30 tip, Warriors and the Timberwolves, 4.30 Warriors Live from Chase right here on 95.7 The Game. So Fox Sports Radio is coming your way next. Warriors get the win over the Sixers. And it's 120 to 112, the final. You heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 